Take the cup. I was reading an article this week about Steph Curry, about how he's 30 years old and he's kind of reflecting on his life. And the truth is, if you play basketball, like everybody wants to be like him. I mean, three-time NBA championship winner, uh, back-to-back MVPs. And so everybody wants the glory, but are they willing to put the work in? And so it talked about how like at the end of practice, when everybody else leaves, he stays there and he keeps shooting three-pointers. And he's got this little system he does. And the one day he shot 77 more shots, of which he made 69. Um, and then he, he shoots 10 free throws in a row and he has to swish at least five of them or he starts over. He wants the glory and so he wants to do the work. But, but what else? What helped him get there? The, the article talked about how his father spent 16 years in the NBA. And when he was injured at the time, you would just fight through it. Like, okay, you're injured, whatever, just play. But he saw the toll that it took on his dad. And so his philosophy is different. That as soon as an injury comes up, he immediately looks at it. He brings it to the team physicians and he does whatever they tell him to do. And because of that, because he's willing to go to the difficult thing, face the unpleasant, and bring it to the physicians and do whatever they say, they say that his best years could still be ahead of him. In the gospel today, the disciples want the glory. Jesus, grant that in your glory we may sit one at your right and the other at your left. And Jesus replies, Can you drink the cup that I drink, or be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? What is this cup that he speaks of? Four chapters later in Mark, we hear about the cup. When Jesus is in the garden, he says, Abba, Father, all things are possible to you. Take this cup away from me. But not what I will, what you will. That the cup of the Father is to say the will of the Father. And Jesus knew that the Father's will for him involved suffering. And he didn't want it, which is normal, right? Like, it'd be like masochistic to like, I want to suffer. Like, nobody wants to suffer. That it's natural to say, I want the suffering to end. It's kind of like school, right? It's like, I don't like this, you know? Um, I, I don't desire this pain, you know? Um, but like, I don't like it, but I choose to do it. And there's a difference in attitude. I have to, I choose to. And so Jesus faces this difficulty head on. And because of that, we are the ones who are blessed. If he gives his life as an offering for sin, we hear the prophet Isaiah said, he shall see his descendants in a long life, and the will of the Lord shall be accomplished through him. Through his suffering, my servant shall justify many, and their guilt 
he shall bear. That by Jesus saying yes to the cup, to the, the Father's will, he's doing the Father's will, but through that, that he's bringing liberation to us. But it also means something, that if he has said yes to suffering, he knows what suffering is, as we hear in Hebrews today. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has similarly been tested in every way. So let us confidently approach the throne of grace to receive mercy and to find grace for timely help. And so when I go through sufferings, Jesus chooses to be there with me. Well, actually, the truth is, a lot of the suffering I face, I didn't ask for. But can I accept it? My family that I came from, you know, there's goodness, but there's also difficulties. What do I do with those difficulties? The invitation is to take them and to go and talk to the Lord about that. Or, like, I've been feeling a little under the weather this week, if you can't tell. Um, and so, like, and like, it's like, God, I hate being sick. You know, I get sick. I feel like I get sicker than everybody else. I don't know what it is. But, like, I don't like being sick. But if this is what you want from me, you somehow know this. I don't see what the point of this is. But if this is what you want from me, why would I want anything different? It sucks. But it's like, it, and, and actually, I get to say that. Actually, the Father wants me to say that. The Father wants to know where I'm at. I'm, he wants me to bring those difficulties to him. And turning to him, what do we find? Mercy and grace for timely help. And so every one of us has this invitation that in the, in the face of whatever ails us, um, I have an invitation to you know, put my head down and just like fight through it and endure it, which is hell. Or rather to acknowledge what I'm going through and go to the Lord that I can, um, and I can choose to embrace it or I can try to run from it. And, and, and we really find all sorts of ways to run from it, right? That when I have something difficult in my life, uh, when I was younger, I, I was really good at just keeping myself busy. Because if I was busy, I wouldn't think about the unpleasant thing. Or if my heart was broken, well, you just find somebody else to date, and then that takes that away. Or if you're feeling lonely, you just connect with somebody, you know? Like, or um, if I've got a lot of suffering and difficulty, what do people do? Some people choose to smoke. Some people, we go drink, and, and our problems go away for a time, but then they come back with a vengeance. And so that same invitation comes to all of us that am I willing to go there? That if this is, Jesus says yes because he knows that this is the Father's will. The Father who's good and perfect. And so if this is the path, then so be it. And so you and I look at it and we say, Jesus walked this path. Okay. And if I walk this path, he chooses to be with me every step of the way. 
what does this look like? I, I can't, when you're looking for this, you see it everywhere. Uh, this past week we had a you know, priest movie night at the priest pad, and uh, we were watching, um, not a movie I'd necessarily super promote, but uh, 310 to Yuma. And in the, case, in the movie, uh, Russell Crowe, Christian Bale, that there's this unlikely person who, he's not the brightest, he's not the strongest, he's not the smartest, you know, and he's even got a gimp leg, and he even tells, without, maybe I'll spoil it here, but he even tells about how in the past he, he, he ran from difficulty. But in this new moment, he chooses freely to do what's difficult but best. And he, he says to his son, and you just remember that your old man walked Ben Wade to that station when nobody else would. And by saying yes to that path, to that cup, it actually led to his redemption. And so every time the Lord invites us to say yes to the cup, that he's, it's actually this, the path to our redemption. And our invitation is to take it, look at it, bring it to him, to which he responds, tell me all about it. You're not happy with your family? Tell me about that. You're not happy with how that last relationship ended? Tell me about it. You're not happy with the grade that teacher gave you? Tell me about it. You're not happy with your choices that you made last weekend? Tell me about it. And, and it's precisely the path to glory, the path to greater freedom. I, I think we're in a culture now where everybody says, nobody wants to, to deal with things head on. Everybody wants to blame somebody or get somebody else to do it. And we say, well, don't, don't focus on the negative. You're focusing on the negative. Focus on the positive. If you just focused on the positive, everything would be better. How does that work? It, it doesn't. That, that's the opposite of how we move forward. How we move forward is we face the difficult thing head on. But we don't do it alone. We do it with the Lord. What does this look like? Um, two examples. I was talking to a freshman girl this week, and she was, I was like, what are you doing this weekend? And she's like, um, I'm going to go home. And I was like, oh, okay, that's good. And she's like, not really. I was like, okay. She's like, um, I told my family I don't want to go home. And my mom's like, too bad, I already bought you a ticket. Um, and I was like, were you able to tell your mom how you felt about that? And she's like, yeah. I was like, that's awesome. It's like, mom... I know you want this for me, but I want something different. It doesn't mean I won't do what you're asking, but I'm a free human being and I get to say how I feel about that. Does that make sense? Does that resonate with you? I think every person has to go through that at some point with their parents of just like, this is how I feel. Like Jesus, I don't want to do this, but I'll do this in freedom because I could choose not to, but I'll do it. Second thing was, there's a young man who uh, graduated from NEU a couple of years ago in the Newman Center, and he, he went through this difficult time where he moved away from home, and all of a sudden he felt this like heaviness, this darkness. And he, it was so bad that he had no other choice than to tell his parents, right? So um, sometimes that's like rock bottom, right? I have to tell my parents. And so he calls his parents, and he says, um, I just feel really depressed, and I don't know what to do. And his dad said to him, Son, you know that your mother and I are both on antidepressants, actually. 
that maybe what you need, why don't we go see a doctor and see if he can help? And so he went to a doctor, and the doctor prescribed him some medicine, and he said very quickly he felt like a new person. That, that by being willing, and you know, for so long you just like endure things, right? It's like, I guess this is how life is. It just deals you rotten cards, and you have to deal with it. And God says, no. Bring me that. Because I want to redeem it and do something good and beautiful with that. And he says now that he... Um, He's like moved down this new path. He says, my worst day now is better than my best day before. Because he was willing to go to the difficult stuff and bring it to light. You and I are invited that whatever is difficult, whatever we'd rather just avoid, that if we can have the courage to bring it to the Lord, to take the cup and bring it to the divine physician, that it gives him permission to allow that to then become the ointment to heal us. That the same cup of suffering we come every Mass to receive from, the chalice of the Lord, in which we receive the Lord with us on this journey, where he continues to transform the difficulties to make them the means by which we are purified, transformed, and made ready to share in his glory.